Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so let's get into Colorado and Seattle, the Game 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the other Game 7, crazy. Bruins, uh, I think Florida was off by, God, how many, 40 points to the Bruins yeah. and came back. Yeah. Just just miraculous, and that's what's so awesome. Um, we talked about this when on our Stars post-game show. When it comes to Game 7s, anything can happen, and anything did happen, and they were two really cool games to uh, to watch. And uh, the Seattle-Colorado game specifically, because that's what we're going to focus on because that's who the Dallas Stars are playing. I really thought Colorado, for a good chunk of the first half of the game, controlled it. But Philip Grubauer, boy, what a story. Uh, previously playing for Colorado, just coming up huge for the Kraken. I thought he made some really nice saves and then... Um, the Kraken go up uh, two to nothing, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just a it was a, it was a good game. But is this the kind of Seattle that we're expecting? Kind of the bend don't break because you know there were times in that game where I'm like, how is Seattle not only hanging on? How do they have the lead in this game? Yeah, it, the Seattle team is uh, you know the Seattle team. There a lot was made obviously about the. Colorado injuries that they dealt with, but also remember Seattle lost Jared McCann, one mm-hmm. of their best offensive players too. Um, Seattle is um, is a team that they are more of the they they are more of the sum of their parts than the they they don't really have the superstar driven. Like I think Maddie Beneers will get there, but right now they're very much more sum of their parts. Uh, very good systematic way of playing where even when they're winning games it's not going to look like they're dictating the style they do a really good job of of uh kind of turning intentionally turning chaos i've actually been i was going through and i was watching some video on them today where one of their big things is 
they'll you'll see places where plays throughout where they try to turn and create off the turnover right away and go and it's uh it's a system that definitely works to create offense but it's a system that if you're just passively watching in the background and and you're not paying looking and you're not looking for the building blocks of that you can it can look like seattle is really taking body blows quite a bit so um I would honestly expect a very similar series between Dallas and, and Seattle. So the, stylistically, um, I, I would expect a similar series. I think Dallas is a healthier team. It has some facets of their game that Colorado didn't that can really sting the Kraken. And for that reason, I like I look at this series and once again, I don't want to be someone reached the second round of the playoffs and they beat they beat a team that won the Stanley Cup last year. So you don't ever want to write anyone off, but this is a series where this the stars should come into this series with confidence because the stars have proven and time and time again and I think they've done it where they can play they can play any style of game and they can beat you. There's not many teams in the NHL can do that. And so even when even if Seattle wants to play more of a sit back and counter game, it's something that Dallas can do, especially if Joe Pavelski comes back healthy in before game one. And we'll see what happens with that. Um it's 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 a very interesting series because Seattle is a team that is built where I don't know who's going to be the person to make the play at crunch time, right? Like, you know how Rope Hints dominated the first round? Yep. If Seattle doesn't have that guy, you know how Miro Heishkinen dominated the game. Seattle doesn't have that. It's, it's, it's a team or full credit to Dave Haxtell, what they've done, and they've even done it with in the regular season, they did it with subpar goaltending. Obviously, Grubauer was tremendous in first round against Colorado, but they've done it with they've done it with a very simple way of playing an approach that is that is built on minimizing excuses and then sorry minimizing mistakes and maximizing mistakes of others. Um, one of the things, like for example, if you watch Seattle, and I'll try to. Hopefully, I can find a good clip of this and put in Shap Shots tomorrow. That's a, that'll be a good that's a good plug right there. Nice. Uh, the uh, you'll see one of the things that Seattle tries to do is when teams come through the neutral zone, the minute a turnover is forced, they're jumping into transition right away. There's no delay whatsoever. It's 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 very it's very similar to that. And then um, when it comes to the power play. Um, Unlike the stars who have a couple, um, not stagnant, but a couple pieces that can be set up and and moved like chess pieces, uh, the Kraken re- uh, rely a little bit more on basically controlled chaos on the power play, entering kind of with that downhill approach with speed over and over because speed and chaos are something you have to rely on a little bit more when you don't have the skilled pieces. It's, which So to be clear, credit to the Kraken for understanding who they are and beating Colorado. And it's one of the reasons they beat Colorado. And it's one of the reasons that I think this series is, is fascinating because Seattle's a team that can be annoying and they will be annoying from line to line to line yeah. against, against Dallas. Yeah. I think a lot of people will focus on Matty Beniers, uh, obviously the likely mm-hmm. Calder um, winner yes, for yeah. the top rookie. Yep. You know, my focus, and for Stars fans out there, I want you to watch the third line of Seattle because I think this is could be a problem for the Stars, and that's Yanni Gord, 
who is just a guy that's going to, like, very talented player, over 40 points for the year. Um, I thought it was a terrific expansion. I believe they picked him up in expansion. Um, but he's just a he's just a grinder, and he's kind of that guy that's going to get under your skin, not in a bad way, but because how hard he works. And then you have Tolvanen and Bjorkstrand. And I want to give credit because earlier this year, Tolvanen <laughs> was on waivers, and Sean Shapiro brought up that this would be a nice pickup for the Stars. Seattle ended up getting him. And now on the national shows, they're saying, you know who was a good pickup for Seattle? was Tolvanen. And Sean Shapiro, you nailed that. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I mean, the fact I put this on Twitter last night watching that game, like the fact that he was available in two thirds of the league basically passed on. Yeah, like that's it's (laughs) it's like in Nashville completely misplayed that Um, Seattle hopped all over it like it's. That is where you find and that is one of the reasons that is how an expansion team gets better. You find market inefficiencies like that. You take advantage of that. You take some risks that maybe other teams can't or won't. And that's what Seattle's done. Um, the other thing about Seattle that I watch too, and it's, I mean, he's one of their bigger name players as far as Seattle goes, but it's been wa- watching some of their, their film from the last earlier today. Like S- Jordan Eberly is so active in their offense. Yeah. Um, um, both even strength and power play. The, the way he, uh, it's it's a credit to Everly the way he he goes and receives pucks and everyone kind of reads off of and feeds off his game and everything like that it's it's impressive but it's it's also an interesting it's an interesting note too of how reliant they are on what Everly does which is something where um it will be interesting to see how the star now Pete DeBoer isn't a particularly big line matcher he's someone who likes to go out there and say I rely I'm gonna put my best guys out there against your best guys. And I'm going to win that battle. I'm not worried about that. And he has, and that's, that's, that's a great philosophy, Uh, but it will be interesting to see how the stars handle Everly when it comes to his play. Cause the way the stars, uh, the way the stars forwards are going to have to kind of manage the Seattle stars are going to have to skate in this series. Let's put it that way. Like the fact that one of the things that was the, issues with Dallas and the Minnesota series early on was they didn't skate enough and they got outskated by Minnesota a couple times in games, uh, in games three and four, um, Seattle will make you pay for that. So you're going to have to skate more this series. You're going to have to get it done. Um, 
And the other thing you're going to have to do with, with, if you're Dallas with this Seattle team too, this Seattle team starts fast for whatever reason, the stars have started slow, Gavin. We know this, right? Yep. We, it's, it's been something where it's not just this year. It's for, for, it seems to be like imprinted into the DNA of the franchise. They start games slow. Seattle scored first in every game against Colorado. Um, obviously they also lost three games when they scored first, but the fact of the matter is Seattle comes fast. They will start fast. They bring energy. You have to be ready for that. Um, cause that's something that the stars really, it's like a broken record type thing. Yeah. Stars have to start games better. Absolutely. So Jordan Eberle was two off his career best for points this year. The amazing thing about Jordan Eberle, he's 32 years old. He came into the league in 2010, Sean. I mean, yeah, that is just like he's been around a long time. He's coming up on 1,000 games played in the NHL. Um, had a couple good years with the Islanders. I thought, you know, I mean, that wasn't really a high-scoring Islanders team he was on. Um, but, you know, he was one of their mainstays, one of their go-to guys, and then comes to Seattle and has had a, a couple of good years. And I was just looking that over, and I'm just amazed. And even in 2010, 2011, he played 69 games for Edmonton. And, you know, his Edmonton career was interesting. You know, had a couple good years, and then it just kind of dropped off and kind of fell out of favor. And, you know, then he went to the Islanders. And he's just been a solid NHL player and not really a player that's talked about a lot, but uh, a real nice pickup for uh, for Seattle. So I think that's a great point by you. The other thing I um, – so my focus was on that third line. and. The other thing I wanted to talk about was defensively. Um, The Kraken have had a couple of, you know, players and, you know, I don't want to say revive their careers, but anytime that some players go to an expansion team or, or change, it's, it's almost a, it's a new beginning and their defensive pairing. I mean, obviously from a Dallas standpoint, we look at Jamie Alexiak, but you know, their first line pairing Vince Dunn and Adam Larson, I think people forget that Adam Larson was so valuable at one point that he was one of the quote when there were those complete shutdown defensemen. He was traded from New Jersey to Edmonton or Edmonton's solution on defense for Taylor Hall. So a lot of people forget that that's how premier Adam Larson was at one time. Famous, the trade is one for one when uh, when that came out the. With uh, with Larson, so yeah, I mean, like any expansion team, Seattle is a has a lot of like, there's there's a lot of good stories there. I mean, there's opportunities that with Larson, Vince Dunn's been great, the Tolvin and one, uh, Grubauer kind of going there is 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 a good story for Grubauer too. Um, the it's it's going to be interesting to see with the Kraken defense, how they handle the stars, the stars speed, because that that's going to be another thing where as much as the uh, Colorado, are obviously a fast team, they have Nathan McKinnon, mm-hmm. but as, as fast as Colorado was at on one line, the stars bring more speed throughout the lineup than Colorado did, especially a very injured Colorado. So the fact that, uh, the stars will be able to kind of push the pace a little bit against the the Kraken defense. It's going to be interesting to see, see that battle, how that plays out. Um, 
it's it, these these games are always interesting when you look at guys who and obviously systems have changed and everything like that. But and Jamie Alexiak elected to go to Seattle, but it will be interesting to see Jamie Alexiak versus his old team. And um, I'm sure the, there's some tendencies that uh, from that that Seattle players will pick Jamie Alexiak's mind on of what do certain players do and things like that. So, you know, I was just looking because. And it is true. One of the things that we, you know, focus on with the Dallas Stars, how good they are in the faceoff circle. And Seattle's mm-hmm. kind of struggled in that area. That's going to be a big spot in this series. Now, every now every series for Dallas is going to be um, playoffs, not playoffs, uh, faceoffs are going to be a big key for Dallas in any series because they're so good at it. Um, but it is a space where I don't know if I don't know if that Colorado series goes seven games, if Seattle's a better faceoff team, because that is a big, um, that that's the, the faceoff plays success on the faceoff is something that Colorado is historically weak at. Colorado is very bad on faceoffs. And the fact Seattle wasn't able to take advantage of that probably hurts. It did. I watched, so it yeah. did hurt their overall offense. And so it was the the Seattle Colorado series was one where it was two teams that were bad at faceoffs, so it wasn't really a factor. It now becomes a factor in this series where Dallas can Dallas can continue to really make that a difference in this series. I mean, it literally helped Dallas win a game or two in the series against Minnesota. Yeah, just w- the way they they dominate faceoff circles. So I expect now Pavel once again. We'll see when Pavelski's back. If you add Pavelski back to the stars are just going to, it's a, it's a huge advantage for this, this Dallas team and something where it's, it's not something that like, there's a lot of things where you can be like, Oh, let's fix that. Let's be better at that. For whatever reason, face-offs really are kind of a knack, a knack for doing it the right way. And they are part of a system, but in general, it's not like all of a sudden be like, Oh, we're just going to get better at this. It's an internal battle. That's, you need to have the right pieces and Dallas hasn't Seattle just doesn't without with, 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 with their center depth. So as we tape this podcast, Sean, Joe Pavelski is skating and he's skating with Max Domi and Mason Marchman. Uh, that's, I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I don't mind that. It's a, uh, it's a good, it's a good place for him to come back in. And we saw, we saw Marchment and Domi kind of start to find their game at the end. I thought, obviously, we talked after game six against Minnesota. The Marchment goal uh, on the spring from Domi was big. Um, I think Marchment and uh, Marchment and Domi, a big thing for them can be having someone like Pavelski who can help facilitate, and that would be the positive of that line. My one concern on all of this is should – Pavelski be back with Robertson and Hintz, not because Tyler Sagan isn't playing well, but because we're still looking for that even strength, Jason Robertson. And mm-hmm. maybe uh, we need to see, we see, see that. So I can see the logic behind it. Um, and with the fact Pavelski was on, I believe he was practicing with the first power play unit. That to me gives heavy indication he's in for tomorrow night. And that would be a welcome uh, boost for Dallas who. You're getting a guy who is 
obviously he's coming off a head injury and you want to be careful with everything like that, but you're getting a guy who's coming in fresh and add something where other teams at this time are still typically losing pieces. So does it, do coaches play games at this standpoint? What I mean by that is obviously the media is watching the practice. So they're tweeting it out and they're tweeting out the line combo. So people in Seattle can see that. And does it matter? Because since Pavelski has played so much with Robertson and Hints, is this maybe a way to get reps just in case they have to put him on that line? Um, I don't think there's, I, I, I don't think it's games. I, I think it's a legit, we're trying it out. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's, this is all so much like, Maybe if you talk about, maybe you want to be cheeky about whether who's going to be in goal or you want to do stuff like that, like coaches do. I just, players know though, right? Like it's just, unless players, players want to have repetition. They want to have consistency. So if, if, if Pavelski's maybe not going to play and you're trying to multiple places, maybe that's a solution, but, and, and that's why he's there. But, I, I don't think there's anything more nuanced to this. I think it's simply we're they're trying another line combination because Sagan hints Sagan hints and Robertson, even though Robertson left something to be desired for me offensively, they got the job done last year. Yeah, they so did. maybe maybe this is the way to get to get more of Marchment and Domi. So Yeah. And more of Sagan. I mean Sagan's played quite well in that yeah. role. 